Good evening. Welcome to North Coast United Methodist Church. My name is Drew Davis, and it is a blessing to be able to celebrate with you this evening at our Christmas Eve service proper. And I use that phrasing because this is one of those very special, special years that at the fourth day of Advent was also Christmas Eve. So this morning we had our fourth candle lit, and this evening we will have the DeRosia family come forward to light our Christ candle as well. And it is a blessing to have you here in the sanctuary, as well as our friends that are watching on YouTube at home. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We will now move into our time of, of centering music as we prepare for our Advent reading.
Christ is born. A gift from heaven, a gift of God, and a gift of love. As we light the Christ candle, we celebrate this gift in our lives and in the world. joy and privilege to have our young ones here at the campus. Please join me in prayer. Welcome to our world, Christ Jesus. Welcome to our lives. Welcome to our hearts, shine in our very souls, that we may shimmer with your love. Move in and move through us, that we may bring the gift of your presence to everyone we meet. In your love and light, we pray. In Christ's name, Amen. Thank you to Rosier family for doing our children, or doing our Advent candle lighting today. My dear friend Jules, thank you for lighting the candles. And now I'll have all of our young friends come forward to join me over here on our magical children's time. Advent, we celebrate a journey. We celebrate a journey of two dear friends who had to go to Bethlehem for census. We celebrate a journey of growth as we light each one of the candles through Advent. And if you remember each week, each of these had a different identity. And each of these candles have an identity of what Jesus Christ brings to the world. The first week that we lit our candles, it was a candle of hope. The second week was the second candle of peace. The third peace, the third week the candle of joy, and this week the candle of love. And all of these are very special identities that Christ brings to the world. And tonight, Jules got to write like the Christ candle. And when all of those identities pull together, all of these lights pull together to form one light. It is a beauty to see how that hope, love, joy, and peace combine to what Christ does for us. So tonight, as we listen to the Christmas story, as we see these candles glowing, remember all of the identities that Christ has. The identity of hope, the identity of love, the identity of joy, and the identity of peace. Let's pray together. Dear God, Thank you for bringing us hope, love, joy, and peace in the birth of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Prepare our hearts and you, O God, to behold the gift of your Son with awe and wonder. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for and ever. Amen. Now hear these words of assurance. Christ establishes justice and righteousness, bestowing upon all the people the blessings of peace. Rejoice in the blessings of God's holy child. Today's scripture reading is from Luke 2, verses 8 to 14. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto this born, this day, the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe, wrapped in swathing clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards all men. Let's join together in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for all the ways that your spirit moves through our lives. Be with us this evening as we celebrate the presence of your Son. Thank you for the ways that we have watched hope, love, joy, and peace combine together into the one being who is Jesus Christ. Be with us, Lord, in this time of celebration and in your Son's precious and loving name. I pray. Amen. I want to give you some housekeeping things tonight. This evening we're going to light candles, and there is a technique in lighting candles in one way that you may not accidentally singe the hair of a dear friend in front of you, and also in such a way that we don't get wax all over our carpets and our chairs. Remember that you take the light and you don't receive it. So one light will be lit and that light will be out forward and then another candle to start will candle. You will walk over and you will take the light so you will pretend that you put your hand right here and you take the light and hold it straight up. Okay? So the light will be presented you step forward and take the light and then you hold it straight up. You take the light. Everybody remember that. These young ladies have nice hairdos this evening and, and their Christmas best, and I'd hate for any of that to be set on fire this evening. I intentionally shared that narrative with you too, 
in this section and not during our time of announcements because we hold this beautiful image within our understanding of Wesleyan faith on what it means to interact with grace. We are called to be individuals that respond to something that happens outside of us. Through John Wesley's definition of justifying grace, we actively respond to something that Jesus Christ has already done. We step forward and we take the light. Throughout Advent, we at North Coast United Methodist Church has looked at this intertwined narrative of what it means to be as we shared in our responsive call to worship this morning, we are the people who have walked in darkness. And on this day of Christmas Day, the birth of Jesus Christ, we have a light that we have the opportunity to respond to. We have a light that we actively step out in the words of John Wesley, and we reach out to attain that light. We interact with all the Noises of the real world intertwined with the message of who Christ is, and we reach out to receive the light. I want you to think about that, because we're going to sing Silent Night in a few moments, but when we sing Silent Night, that's nowhere close to what Mary and Joseph interacted with in this time of going to Bethlehem. It was a time of the census. It was a calling of all the people to come to Bethlehem so that they could be accounted and all the citizens to come forward for the census so that the taxes could be paid from. I want you to think about the masses and masses of people that were in Bethlehem. I want you to think a week away, next Sunday, to this imagery that we're going to see in New York City. New Year's Eve, all the people there in Times Square preparing to celebrate. Mary and Joseph did not move into a silent night. Mary and Joseph moved in to Times Square, New York City on New Year's Eve. Now I have the blessing that I haven't been a person that's been pregnant. So I can't say this next thing in knowledge or experience, but I can only assume because of how much that I got in trouble for saying the wrong things as my kids were being brought forth into the world. I gotta imagine that it's not a pleasant experience to be pregnant. It's one of the things that I give a prayer of gratitude towards that it's something that I've never had personally experienced. But Mary was experienced. Mary not only didn't have an Amtrak plane or Southwest Airlines to get her to Bethlehem, she had to go on this extended, long journey on the back of a mule on Bobby Rhodes smelly pavement bearing Christ to Bethlehem this loud scary city to give birth to the hope of the world I want us to think about that I picked this sermon title tonight peace 
in the storm intentionally. Throughout our narrative at Advent, we looked not just at the candle of hope, and we didn't just look at the definition of hope of the things that we aspire for, the things that drive us and motivate us towards achieving goals and dreams. But we looked at hope as it was also intertwined with the storms in our lives. Hope exists in the darkness. Hope thrives in the darkness. Even the softest ember of a flame can be seen no matter how dark life becomes. Through celebrating the reality that the darkness actually makes hope something that we become so much more attuned to adds to the reality of what hope actually is. Hope isn't standing in the sunshine and enjoying 75 degrees. Hope is actually finding a way to smile when it's and below the snow. Wait, you're in Southern California. You don't understand that either. It's being a pregnant lady with her spouse in Times Square in New York with screaming voices, wondering where you're going to have a place to sleep and where you're going to find your next meal. This is the voices of someone trying to find shelter and refuge in a new land as they're just finding, trying to find a place to their head. Hope exists in the storm. Here in our journey, our next handle became love. And when we begin to see how passion grows from the spark, that passion grows into something that sees the darkness. The embers become stronger. They begin to flame into candlelights that are glowing in the darkness. They become five candles that give us something to celebrate. The more that we look at the love that exists, even in the loudness of the storm, we see how this narrative grows. And this is love to Joseph. Joseph was also on this journey with Mary, although Joseph may not have been as uncomfortable as Mary was but still an individual dealing with emotional struggles and emotional concerns and an inward storm flaring up as he is taking the one he loves to a place to try to find her just a place to lay down and to be comfortable. Even in the noise, even in the worries, even in the confusion, it's the love that exists in Joseph's heart that helps the story grow. Then we find joy. Now joy begins to take root, and it helps this narrative grow so much more because joy doesn't just exist within the aches and pains of Mary. It doesn't just exist within the worries and the concerns of Joseph. But joy is when the outside begins to participate in such a way that it strengthens the narrative. I want you to think about what it was like for Mary and Joseph to go to inn after inn after inn 
and here that there is no room, but then they find one person that has a barn, and he says, I can help I can help <coughs> Joy spreads out at that point. It's not just Joy and Mary and Joseph that finally have at least a place to lay down, but that Joy moves into the individual that owns the stable. He becomes a part of their story. And where so many people have shown up there looking for a place with beds and water and linens and food, he takes exactly what he has. Although not the ideal, but it is what he has. And he becomes a part of this narrative and the story grows. It becomes joy for Mary and Joseph. And it becomes joy to this one person who has something that he thought no one would look for. Something that he thought that was only important to himself. And it becomes so important to a greater narrative that it transforms the entire world. That joy sparks a flame that we celebrate this evening. So we go on the journey of home, the journey of a mother looking for a place to live. We shall grow into the journey of love, the passion of a husband taking care of his family. We look at that joy grow as the narrative begins to grow and it adds other people into the story and shows them no matter what, they are important. See all those things combined together. We begin to understand what we celebrated this morning as our youth group lit the fourth candle. We begin to understand what true peace is. I love sharing this phrase that was once shared by Satchel Page. Satchel Page once shared that if you can't laugh in the rain, don't laugh in the sunshine. It becomes this moment that we can laugh in the rain. Hope grew in the love. Love grows in the joy. Joy grows in the peace. And even though that the loud ruckus of Bethlehem did not calm down, Mary and Joseph still had a silence. A silent night that they didn't have to worry about where it lay. A silent night that they didn't have to worry about where their food was coming from. A silent night because they were on the journey, no matter what. Responding. 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 It's the response that matters. It's the response. That makes things fruitful. It's the response that brings the true meaning into things. Another quote that I love sharing so frequently is a quote that is from my favorite drummer from my favorite rock band, Mickey Dolans of the Mongols. Mickey Dolans was once asked if he believed in God, and Mickey Dolans' response was, 
does not believe in the noun God, he believes in the verb God. The verb God. Actions growing and moving and taking place. The actions of a mother riding a donkey. The actions of a loving husband asking over and over again for a place to stay. The actions of an innkeeper saying, I don't have a bed, but I got this. And even the least of this becomes so important that it adds to a story and the innkeeper feels the joy as well. And the actions creating peace through the entire journey. I want us to think about the actions of Christ. We're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. We're called to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to go forth and to care for the story that we celebrate tonight. So what is this story challenging us to celebrate? Who is the mother that just needs a place to wait? Is, is it a mom sitting at the border? Is it a homeless person looking for a place to have a shelter to live in? Is it an individual in a new place, in a new land, in a new situation, trying to figure out what it takes to just find rest? Who are the Josephs? Who are the loving spouses that go out and do everything possible to provide. The ones who make ends meet by working hours upon hours upon hours. The ones who set aside free time so that they can get their kids here, there, and everywhere. The ones who have to figure out how to make dinner, pay the bills, put gas in the car, drive to school, pick up from school, worry about their kids in Santa Cruz, and then go back home and do it again the next day. Who are the Josephs in your story? And here's the most important Who's the engineer? Who's the person that exists that feels like that they don't have anything? That they don't have the tools to be important, but they have one thing one small thing that makes them important, that draws them into the narrative. There's two things that we do here at North Coast United Methodist Church in Fort Myers. On the second Monday of every month, we go to Mother Van Allen's soup kitchen, and we provide breakfast and lunches and stuff. That second month. The fourth Tuesday of every month, and yes, two days from now, we will be doing this meatloaf, right? We're going to serve meatloaf at Operation Hope. And when we do these things, it's not as much about, hey, look what I'm doing, look what I'm providing, but it becomes an opportunity for another person to share their narrative with us in our lives. On Tuesday mornings, our Tuesday morning Bible study 
has been looking at Matt Rowley's book about the Christmas of Ebenezer Scrooge, the redemption of Ebenezer Scrooge. And one of the things that Matt Rowley has shared in this Bible study is this reality. When we go out to serve, it is not a focus of being the haves and the have-nots. It is an opportunity to empower another person to be a part of the narrative. It's not, here you go. It's, help me do this. And we do that at Brother Benjamin's. As we give out food, those individuals make sure that that food gets to other people that need it. They become a part of the narrative. On Tuesday nights at Operation Hope, the individuals that come in and eat with us become a part of the narrative as we sit down and eat with them and have conversations as they come and join in and cleaning up and putting everything away. It is the growth of sharing the opportunity that allows that spark of joy to grow and allowing others to be a part of the narrative that light can shine and they find their importance. And all those things fall together. We have a unique moment of peace that is the true blessing. I want you to hold on to all those things tonight. Tonight as you go home and lay down in your bed, I want you to pray for the Mary, the Joseph, and the innkeeper in your life, so that that peace can grow and true hope can be brought in the storms of our living. Precious God, thank you for this partnership, and in your son's precious name I pray. Amen. El lobo rabioso la quiso morder, mas Dios poderoso la supo defender. Quiso le hacer que no pudiese pecar, ya no original es tu virgen no tuviera. Riu, riu, shiu, la guada ribera. Dios cuadro, Dios cuadro, el lobo de nuestra codera. Dios cuadro, Dios cuadro, el lobo de nuestra codera. Esta que es nacido es el gran monarca, Cristo de carne vestido. Ya nos redimido con serse chiquito, aunque infinito, finito se hiciera. Riu, riu, shiu, la guada ribera. Dios cuadro, Dios cuadro, el lobo de nuestra cordera. Dios cuadro, el lobo de nuestra cordera.
joined with the angels and the shepherds this night as we celebrate our great joy. Receive the gifts we offer in thanksgiving and praise. Gifts of our deepest love and thankfulness. Amen. <clears throat> outside silent light and uh, um, feel free to uh, take the candle with you if you want something to remember and if you don't want to take it home come back inside with the candle because we have bagels and, and cookies and coffee and fruit for us to have some time to, to celebrate together but I, I want to take this moment to share with you when I was younger my dad was one of five. My grandmother was one of 13. And every Christmas Eve, we would all come together to one place that was like a family reunion. And my entire life, it was these big mass gatherings of friends to celebrate Christ's birth. And then one day I moved away with this very attractive young lady and to California. And I didn't have five kids and Neither one of us came from a family of 13, so my Christmases became radically smaller. I always longed to have those large gatherings. And then one day gave, God gave me this calling to become a pastor. And here I am again with so many dear friends celebrating Christ's birth. I want to thank you personally for being part of my blessing this evening, being the collection of friends celebrating the birth of Christ. We are all family. Once upon a time, this little baby was born from Mary, from a Joseph, and received a blessing from an innkeeper. And we still celebrate that feast today. Thank you for giving me that blessing. I'll collect this light. I'll meet you at the door. Please come back inside after we sing and have some treats with us. 